It's time to get chiseled with Rob Hamadari. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of Chiseled, because we're all a work in progress. Thank you, Mark, for coming out here today. Mark Burdinsky, a good friend of mine. We've known each other for, what, 10 years now, Mark? 10 years, yep. 10 years. And, and tell everybody what your favorite movie is, Mark. My favorite movie? Or the one we were just uh, talking about. Eh? The Greatest Showman. Why is that, Mark? Because that's who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I very much identify with uh, – with, uh, Hugh Jackman being the ringleader of the circus and um, it's just, it's being exactly who you are. And I like to be creative and um, not, but I'm actually an introvert, but put me in front of a camera microphone and then I like to be a showman. So it's just, uh, it's, it's just, so. I think, I think it's amplifying who it is that you are. So if I can amplify goodness and, and happiness and joy and bring that to other people, that's what you do. I think uh, we've, we've never had a problem finding a mic or, or a camera that you didn't like, right? <laughs> I was on TV for 10 years too. So, well, I was going to tell us if just for everybody else, Mark, Mark Budinsky is a great friend of mine. And, and we were in this mastermind group together. And as you'll I, think, I think we still are. I think we still are. We, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, right. We still are. And it's hopefully it's going to go for a long time to come. Yes. So, we've been in this mastermind group in our 10th year together. And you'll hear this in another episode, but, um, or you've heard it in another episode. That uh, we get together every other Friday and we we talk about our wins, our losses, something awareness, is gratitude, so on and so forth. But Mark, I met Mark. We were it was three of us that were in this group, and we we uh, Mark knew this other guy, Mark Palick, who you've heard in the last episode, and they knew each other because they worked together. And Mark Palick had told Mark Brodinski about this thing that we do, this living your best year ever journal with Darren Hardy, and so. We put Mark Brodinski, our guest here today, through the grind. We interviewed him. He, all three of us interviewed him to see if he could meet our our standards to be a part of the group. And, and, and as you can see, or as you've heard, he has done uh, that and some, by the way. So, Mark, he is an awesome dude. He is a former award Emmy Award winner with television. He uh, has written two books. It Takes Two is one of them. The other one is Sunday Series. Mark is a speaker, a podcaster, and he also works with U.S. Health Advisors as a sales leader or a regional leader, uh, fill me in on that. Division leader. Yeah. Division leader. I'm sorry. I knew, I knew I didn't have it right, but, uh, anyway, so the region's coming later. The region's coming later. I say I'm building up. I'm building up. Right. But, uh, so part of today's episode, cause we were talking about Mark being a showman and, and building up, you have a part of today's episode is humility. It's, it's what we're going to talk about and you can be humbled and you can live a life uh, being humble. And, uh, Part of what we want to talk about is a setback being a good place for a comeback. And before I get into Mark's story, just just to like resonate with each other here, there there was a time there's so there's so many places of humility in my own life that I want to share with you. But there was a time in my life where uh, I, I out of nowhere I got I got out of a swimming pool one day and the hearing in my right ear was gone. It was just gone. And I thought I had water in my ear, and. I went to two days later, three days later, I went to the doctor and he's like, Rob, you got a hundred percent hearing loss in your right ear. And I'm like, how could that happen, doc? And he says, it, it happens once in a blue moon, people can wake up and they can have a hearing loss. And for whatever reason it happened, it, it, it was very, I, I was humbled in the moment that I lost my hearing only thank God to get it back three weeks later through some medication and whatnot. And I started hearing some crackle and noises in it and eventually it came back. So, you know, sometimes we have things and they're taken away from us and, and we're humbled. Sometimes we go through a, a challenge in life and we learn that, 
you know, humility is part of this, being humble is part of it, but then being humble going forward is another aspect of it. So what I would, I would love for Mark to share with us going to start off with is his story uh, when he was younger. If you don't mind taking a, taking a road here, Mike, I mean, uh, Mark, I'd love to have you share that story. Yeah, there's no way you get to a point of um, success and progress if not starting from the bottom level. Because when you, when you are faced with challenges and adversity, the only place to go is up, hopefully, if you fight back. So when I was younger, it was the fourth grade when I first realized I had a speech impediment, impediment that I stuttered, that I, I still do today if you talk to me in small groups. Um, you won't really hear it, but I avoid words that I wouldn't uh, be able to say because my head's like a thesaurus now. But I still remember in fourth grade sitting in Mrs. Cherry's class and she asked a question and the answer was the Declaration of Independence. I knew the answer. I raised my hand, first person to raise his hand and she called on me and then I couldn't say it because I was afraid I was gonna stutter. Uh, it was gonna come out did, 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 did. And I, I felt that was a disability in my life. I pushed my chair back and uh, I just kind of froze and I never answered the question. And from that point on, I really suffered through that a good portion, a good portion of my life for about two decades, let it hold me back and things that I wanted to do because uh, I I like being the greatest showman, right? But I couldn't be because I couldn't say what it is that I wanted to say. And from that moment, I had to kind of transition to, I think that's what made me a better writer because I wasn't able to speak what it is that I had inside of me. So if I'm like, if I can't speak it, I'll write it. And then I meet a woman who ends up uh, becoming my wife. Her name is Debbie, starts with a D. That's when I actually went for help. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't remember sharing that with me. Yeah, I'm like, here's someone that I love that uh, I'm dating and probably become, you know, who, I didn't know at the time, but become my wife, uh, at least for a time. And then uh, I, I'm like, how do I introduce her to people? How will I be able to say her name? And I went for some small therapy, but the, even the person, the therapist said, we, I can't help you because I can't hear you stutter. So was it in my head or wow. I just got so good at being able to use words? Even now I do it sometimes, use words that I know I can say versus the ones that I can't say. That I, but I don't think stuttering is... It's, I guess I'm I'm a hypocrite because I don't think stuttering takes away anything from any other human being. Um, I mean, I do do it, like I said, sometimes, but I did fight through it and I was actually on TV and, you know, I just, if you want it bad enough, what I realize is you find a way, but that, that definitely humbled me in my life, um, especially as a, as a child. So what was it that, like you said, you, you worked at it, you fought through it. Was there anything specific that you did to keep working through that day to day, week to week, year to year? I learned to speak slower, uh, although I still speak fast now. I use some flashcards, but the, you know, when I really wanted something bad enough, like when I walked on that TV station as an intern uh, my senior year in college, I knew that this was the place I wanted to be my whole life. And if I wanted bad enough, as a matter of fact, the reason I started as a producer and didn't try to become a reporter is because I thought my stutter would hold me back. And that's why I didn't want to go report on things like fires and murders, because I knew if I couldn't say the person's name in the story, I was stuck. Yeah. So I just I just kept working at it, um, really slowing my cadence down, where I, and sometimes just fighting through the words. Then I get into insurance, and you have to say the word deductible. <laughs> and so I I still have trouble with it sometimes. You can hear right before I say it. Sometimes I pause, but you just fight through it. And if it, you want it bad enough, and I've had a very successful career and still do, in the insurance world, you have to be able to do the things that are tough and get past what you perceive as a disability, which maybe a lot of it was in my mind. But that's definitely humbled me. But because I fought through it, I was able to get to a better place. And then, of course, later on in life, I have some other stories. I mean, you could talk. I don't 
think there's any person that does anything of any meaning or significance that doesn't come from a place where you had to fight through things that humbled you maybe to, to your knees. Yeah. But so Mark saying that it's interesting is I, I think people are afraid to share those moments or afraid to maybe share those weaknesses or those setbacks because because of a setback, they might be perceived as not being strong enough, good enough or whatever. And to be able to just be honest with yourself saying, Hey, I'm struggling with this and to fight through that. I mean, that says a lot Wouldn't you agree. Yeah. You don't share it because you're afraid of people not liking you and I'm not being part of the herd. Cause we all, we all want to feel valued and appreciated and accepted, but yet the, the challenge is in life is to be who it is that you were born to be and not to conform, not to be a conformist. And so we hold back and let the fear hold us back from sharing stories and being vulnerable and being broken and, and, you know, showing our weaknesses yet. You and I are both part of a program right now with Darren Hardy called the hero's journey. And our last module that we went through was all about that authenticity. Yes. What, what attracts you to people is being authentic and weak and broken. You know why? Because everybody is. Everybody struggles, but yet, yeah, your struggle is the gift that the world will fall in love with. You just don't know it when you're going through it. You think that there's no end to it and it's never going to stop. In fact, I just spent 45 minutes of of a a drive helping one of my new agents with that who just moved here to town and she's struggling with some things from people back home. And I said, you're going to do a big thing. You've already done a big thing by making that move. You're going to, I know you're struggling right now and you can't see the light in the darkness, but it's there. And if you just keep plowing to the dark, you'll find that little light switch. And all of a sudden when you hit it, it'll be brighter than any other light you've ever thought was possible. So, great stuff, Mark. Great stuff. So you, you, you mentioned the word gift. Is humility a gift? Humility is uh, a gift that you have to give and you have to work on yourself because let's face it, that when, if you're going to be in leadership like I am, like I want to be, and I want to lead in a lot of ways. You know, my my mission is I'm positively impacting the lives of a billion people. You better be willing to serve, and it is a gift you give to other people. And see, it's I a think, gift. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, as I was say, I think it's a gift you give to yourself too. Yourself first, right? Correct. Yeah, you have to be. You have to become humble and 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 have humility. You can't be arrogant, and you. But you also have to be a little selfish because you have to work on yourself because you can't give what you don't have. And so like Jim Rohn says, if you want to have more, you must become more. You've got to work on becoming the person you were meant to be, listening to what your why is, that little whisper that's talking to your soul and telling you, hey, this is exactly who you should be, but it's scary because you think, oh, if, I, if I'm this, then other people won't accept. I won't be like everybody else. And that's what advertising does. And everything around you in social media tries to get you to be like everyone else. And you're not going to, if you don't fit in, then you're not worthy. Sorry it's to, tough. Uh, it's it's yeah. tough. It's, it's tough. tough. So go back to something you said before you, you, you with the stuttering issue that you had growing up. Does it ever does it ever creep in the back of your mind that, you know, uh, I, I've seen you speak. I, I've listened to you speak. I've watched you speak. We've done some things together and I've never heard that happen. But does it ever creep into the back of your mind like, oh, my gosh, what if it happens again? Or what if it comes up? Are you totally over that now? There's always some worry. I, I believe me. There's there are certain words I don't. I have trouble saying like Saturday night. I mean, you, you'll you'll maybe hear me say it slow, or I'll work walk around it, or so it does come up. But I do. If I know if I slow down, if I take a breath, and you know what, if it happens, so what? If I stutter on a word, so what? Because that's just part of my makeup, part of who I am. Why would I really try to hide that 
Um, but there, I, I also believe that if I want to communicate in the way that I want to communicate, that I have to make sure that I'm doing practices that help me to get better doing that. So when when Mark Berdisky gets up in the morning, what's 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 like his goal for the day? What's he want to do? Who who does he want to impact? What does he want to do for himself? What what happens there? Ah, uh, it's the billion, right? I'm, I mean, I'm I'm thinking about talk about that, Mark. Talk talk about that. The billion. I'm, yeah, I mean, I I came up with that. It's uh, it wasn't something that I like looked to do. I have a sudden I all of a sudden said it. I I think about seven years ago at one of our end of year mastermind meetings. I still remember being, we had a fourth member of Pete Kolash and uh, we were in his condo or whatever it is, that meeting room. And I said in my wrap up for the year that this was going to be my mission. I'm like, people talk about a million. Why wouldn't it be a billion? Because if you can impact a billion people, the ripple effect of that, right, would touch the whole world. Because if you touch a billion, why wouldn't you touch 7.5 billion? And it's really, my, my, I'm not counting, by the way. I don't have a little checklist. We have here. a ticker. We have a ticker, right? I don't have a ticker right <laughs> going across the screen. Like, an, right? Yeah, like, like, the, yeah. like the national debt, right? Like the national debt, right. No, it's not a ticker, but it's a metaphor for me that reminds me that this is all about serving other people. And I want to make an impact. If I can get everybody to be who it is exactly they're supposed to be, to feel not comfortable enough, but get uncomfortable to reach that point and listen to that voice and see that light and bring it out as a way to serve other people, then that's. I've accomplished my mission and it's a never ending mission. You don't have a finish line, right? The finish line is when they're tossing dirt on you and you're six feet under. So I don't, I can't imagine a time that I wouldn't want to be part of this mission. And, and you matter is my other piece of this, that uh, I carry these, you matter cards around with me and because everybody matters. That's my podcast, the you matter show now. And it's become a big campaign of mine because everybody matters. I want everyone to know that they matter. And that still fits in the 1 billion path because if everyone feels that they matter, and they have a purpose and they have value and worth, then the world's a better place. Less wars, less anger, less conflict. Doesn't mean that everyone has to get along and not think differently because you should think differently, you are different, but know your value and your self-worth and then shine that light because it will attract the right people. So go back to my previous question because I cut you off. You know, what does Mark do when he gets up? What's he looking forward to doing during the day? Who's he looking forward to impacting as he goes along his day? I mean, I have my hour of power. Okay. Every morning. So I have a 10 minute conversation with God and it's a conversation. It's not a religious prayer, although I end it with a, a prayer that actually has no religious connotation to it. It's just talking to a higher power. Um, then I spend 10 minutes meditating. I then stretch. I go to the gym for 30. I come back and I read 10 pages of a book that I have. Um, I usually also send out, it's like it's a little book that over an hour, 10, I send out a video or podcast to about 30 people all across the country um, of something I'm listening to that I heard that morning that impacted me on YouTube. And I submit that to all these different people. And it's been consistent for like three years now. So that's my morning foundation. You have to have a foundation. And I believe that early in the morning is the best way to do that. Because if you get up before the rest of the world is, and I get up about five o'clock, you have that peace and that time. Nobody wants you. I don't look at my emails. I don't look at my phone except to see if my daughters texted me and they needed me. That's it. Other than that, I'm not really looking at the phone until I'm done my my hour of power, and then I let the rest of the world in. And we we talk about this so much. Me, you, Mark, and uh, Pete used to be a part of this, and how we're so disciplined with each other with what we do and how we want to impact people. And you mentioned it a minute ago, like you're talking about wanting to impact a billion people, right? Now somebody could be sitting there on the other end of this line, listening, said, 
who's this guy think he is? He's going to impact a, a billion people. They could say that's an arrogant statement, but I know Mark Berdansky and, and we call Mark the blade. That was his TV name back, way back when. Right, Mark. Right. And, and uh, so people might say, so who's he think he is to impact a billion people? And how does that if coming from a place where people might perceive it as arrogance? How does that go to a place of being humble or, or humbly going about your life to impact 1 billion people? Cause I'm not saying that I'm better than a billion people. I'm saying I want to impact a billion people to make them better. So I got to better myself. And I mean, a lot of what I've done now, especially the you matter campaign and all these things. I mean, I had, I've had a reorganization of my family um, that happened a little more than five years ago. That's what I call it. It's a reorganization, right? So things didn't uh, work I never out. heard that before. So I like that. I like that though. There's separation because we're, we're always a family. It's just been yeah, reorganized. Yeah. Yeah, matter good. of fact, I think there's probably more love and understanding now than there was when things weren't going well. But it took me to a point of darkness in my in my life and in my heart that I never want to go back to. And yet to get up off my knees, it was literally I was on my knees um, to that. We've had several conversations about it, right? Where I am now that, that I was humbled uh, immensely by that situation. And you can look at all the different reasons. That's not a place for this podcast, but it's... Um, when you're in that space, though, you have to find a way back. And yeah. it was the habits and disciplines, the things like I just talked about now, that hour of power, having things that I know I can rely on, that, that I can control every single day to build myself back up to the point where I started at least, and then go above and beyond that. Because now I'm in a mode and a place where I know that I can be exactly who it is I'm supposed to be without pressure, without criticism, without any of that. Um, and, and it's okay. Like if you're doing big things, you have haters. That's okay. It's like okay. Not everyone's going to love you. You're going to attract the right people. Just like you are the product of the four or five people you spend the most time with, you want to attract the right people in your life. I have people I've had to distance myself from in other areas. And it's just because I know that where they're going and what they're talking about is not what I'm talking about. And it's your life. Like You have to be selfish enough to know that this is your life. And if you want to live the life that you were born to live, you're going to have to make some sacrifices in life and that's, but I'm doing it for a reason of helping other people every day. The mission of my company, US Health Advisors is hope, helping other people every day. It fits perfectly in my 1 billion mission. When we did over a billion dollars in business a couple of years ago, I'm like, man, I'm in the right place. All these billions are coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so so who is Mark Berninski supposed to be? My, my thing is write, speak, inspire. And that also includes now, I've added that in my conversation with God, that inspire includes creator and leader. I love to turn nothing into something. I've got a division that a year and a half ago didn't exist um, out in Bethesda, Maryland. I created a meetup called Change Your Mind, Change Your Life that now has more than 600 members that three years ago had zero because it was just an idea in my head. You know, writing books, you know, Rob, creating, anything you do creative is turning nothing into something. So my goal is to do that to a point that I can prove to everybody that if you do that and be, be exactly who you're meant to be that, and you shine that light, that you're going to live a life that you feel fulfilled because it's the journey, not the destination. And we have to find joy in that journey every single day. It's about living a life of hope, of love. What do they say? Um, living is giving, right? Life's about love. Exactly. Who can I serve? How can I serve? That's a Tony Robbins line that I take to heart. It's hanging on my vision board. I have that message hanging there, right? Living life's about life's about giving, right? And so you how can I serve? Who can I serve? Because if you are a servant leader and you're really out this out doing this in a way to, to help other people, not just get better. I'm not looking to have all these riches and material things. I'm looking to 
make the impact that changes someone's life and touches their heart and says, you know what, because Mark Brodinsky was here, my life got better. I mean, one of my visions is this is glass beach house and lighthouse. And the glass beach house is because I want everyone who comes in there to be transparent. So all, everything's open. Anyone can see in. Everyone can, you can tint for privacy when you got to do certain things, right? That not everyone should be looking at, but otherwise <laughs> your, your life is an open book and everybody feels comfortable walking into that house knowing that everyone's going to be staring at them, but they're exactly who they're meant to be. So they don't care. And the lighthouse is because from that view of being a light for the world that I want to shine that light so that other people can see that beacon and know that I'm there for them. And if they look up at that light and know that I'm there trying to serve and make everybody better, that they feel safe and secure knowing that they can do that themselves. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking as you're talking, I'm looking at that sign behind you. What's that picture behind it says life is a what a beautiful ride. And that's what it is. And, and I, and I would say because of you, Mark Brodinsky, my life has gotten better. It's been awesome to, you know, getting to know you over the last 10 years, but before we finish up, we just take, I think two more questions here. Uh, the first one is, so how do you, we talk about this podcast chiseled and so it chiseled and humility. How, how would you say being humbled or living a life of humility works itself into being chiseled into the person Mark Brodinsky is supposed to be? I'll answer that in the question in a second, but I'll say something. This is the perfect podcast for you because the, those who don't know, we each have superhero characters in our <laughs> mastermind and I'm Captain America. Mark Pallet, who was on the other podcast is the Hulk and Rob is Thor. And I was going Thor. to get to that, buddy. I wasn't going to take yeah. that away from you, but go ahead. <laughs> right. Thor carries the big hammer. So he's, he's in the, he, you're in the perfect place to, to chisel others besides chiseling yourself, right? In that perfect spot with the hammer up in his hand and, you know, ready to hit that nail and chisel. So uh, what was your question about, about how does humility chisel me? Uh, yeah, exactly. Take, take it from there. <laughs> yeah, because you, you, like I said at the beginning, you have to be broken down to be built up. In fact, I, I listened to a, a recent podcast with Stephen Pressfield and Rich Roll. And Stephen Pressfield, who wrote the books, The Work of Art and Turning Pro, which is all about resistance. Incredible, incredible I can correct books. you real quick so people get the right book. It's The War of Art. You said The Work of Art. But you we, you are the a work of, of art. art. <laughs> you are a work of art, Mark. I, I, I just got it wrong. Right? The War of Art. <laughs> and you're the one that introduced that book to me. So good for you. I know. Oh, keep going. I'm sorry. The War of Art. It's all about resistance and uh, fighting that back. But Stephen said in the podcast that unfortunately, the way the human existence works is you're going to have to suffer pain to see that gain, right? To see the, the light, you have to go through the darkness. There are very few people who have been super uber successful that didn't suffer through it. It's just the way that, the, that, that life works because life is hard and life is gonna come at you. Even at times, I mean, everything comes to pass. Pain is yeah. temporary, but so is joy. I mean, happiness is a choice every day. You don't always experience joy. You have to make a choice to be happy, but that, that, that joy will pass too and something else will unfortunately take its place. And then when the bad thing happens, fortunately, something good will take its place. Nothing, it's no, there's no permanence. It's life. It's, it it's like the moment. Place. It's the moment. It's joy in the Correct. moment. It's pain in the moment. And that'll be a future podcast. Maybe we'll have you on for that one as well. Um, cool. But So, hey, Mark, look, I, I want to share with everybody. Like, so Mark and I and the, and the other Mark that you've heard on our last podcast, you know, and, and previous Pete with us as well, Pete Colash, but we, we have a special love for each other. We have a, a place where we talk. We, we get together every other Friday. We've been doing it for 10 years now. And we call each other out. We boost each other up. We 
every now and then come to come to grit. Well, almost come to fist with each other, but that never really happens. But uh, but it's a special place. If we're on this journey, I love that that picture he has in the background. Life is a is a beautiful ride, and it's been a beautiful ride getting to know Mark Brodinski, having him be a part of my life, and and, <laughs> and uh, I guess all of us being each part of each other's lives. And so we continue to chisel at each other, continue, continue to chisel each other away at, at becoming who we want to be and who we're supposed to be. And we build ourselves up and, and, and in the process, we break each other down so we can build each other, build each other up. So it's just been an awesome ride. Uh, um, I love Captain America because, because he's the guy, Mark Brodinski is Captain. If you got your, you got your guy with it. I, I can't no, I don't see think it. I, but I got the mug there. Uh, Captain America, yeah. He's on the yeah. I was looking for my little uh, my little guy. I have him somewhere. I can grab it. I have him. He's around the corner. Go get him real quick, and then we're going to wrap this right. up Hold real on. quick. Hold on. I will be, I'll be transparent and vulnerable enough to let you know that this sits on my dresser staring at me <laughs> in my bed. He's right there. It's Captain a reminder. America. It's that. I have this. I have a picture of myself at five years old because uh -huh. I got a bowl cut. And uh, I'm looking up my eye, but my eyes are, I had hair then. I'm looking up um, kind of like in the, the, I guess the camera, the sky though. I just like that picture that reminds me that to live in all, that I want to be that five-year-old kid my entire existence. I mean, I, I walk around like I'm eight years old. That's my thing in my head because I never want to grow up in terms of the way I look at the world. We all have responsibilities, right? And I have to be um, adult and mature for that part of it. But the rest of it, my the way I look at, the world around me, I want to see it in all that every day is a miracle because we're all miracles, masterpieces and heroes. Yeah, we are heroes to ourselves and heroes to others. And I love the, the word all and miracle. And we talked about that before. And, you know, to, to be in awe of life, to be in awe of each other, be in awe of like how we're, you know, again, being evolving and who we're supposed to be chiseling and being chiseled and who we're supposed to be. It's just such an awesome thing. So Mark, one final word from you. If you could, if you could give one piece of advice to, uh, to, to our audience out here is to, you know, what would you offer out to them if they've had a setback and how do they, how can they fight back to, for a comeback? First of all, you have to accept it, that this is where you are, be a realist and not think that it's not happening. And you, uh, you really have to go through it. You can't go around it. You can't go above it. You can't go below it. You've got to bust through it. And as hard as it is, and as, as painful as it is, you will find a way that on the other side, you'll turn around and look back and go, wow, I survived that. I, I got through that and look where I am on the other side of it. And it's temporary, right? It's not like we just said, it's not permanent, it's temporary. But if you have a setback, it is, it is a setup for a comeback. And that comeback, every time it happens, because it's gonna happen over and over again, you're building a muscle. So that every time the setback happens, it's not as painful as it was before because you built a foundation, you built muscles that allow you to fight through it. And we just listened to a, a, a podcast we're talking about uh, with John Maxwell and Ed Milet. And John Maxwell said that, you know, been doing on this growth journey for 50 years, that his capacity for growth is humongous. And that really spoke to me because I'm like, that made me, that just gave me more inspiration to continue to grow every single day, no matter how small the things that I'm doing, reading, writing, listening, trying to become a better leader, that all those things, you keep doing them consistently. It's the compound effect over time then your capacity for growth expands. And when that happens, there's no end in sight of what it is that you can accomplish. It's oh, that's awesome, man. Mark, thanks for offering that out today. And, uh, you know, I love you, pal. And, you know, you we're gonna have, we'll have you in the future here, but I, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your energy. I appreciate your passion and your showmanship. And uh, you are the man, Captain America. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. And until next time, let's go get chiseled. Let's get chiseled. Life's better than you think. 
<laughs> you just got chiseled with Rock and Dark. Be sure to like this podcast, share it with your friends, and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Also, you can find Rob's book on Amazon, Better Than Before.